Hello and welcome to Empowered, the empowerment podcast where I, Imogen Barnes, embrace the power of the human spirit, storytelling, and the unity that comes from lived experiences. Tune in to be informed, inspired, and above all, hope instilled. empowered. I am so full of happy beans right now, it is out of this world. I just wrapped up an interview with Emma Clark, who you might have previously known as Nourishing Emma over on Instagram or YouTube. Emma is a badass accredited sports nutritionist who's recently reclaimed her mental and physical health from the grasp of diet culture and orthorexia. Emma is super passionate about fueling to thrive and being mentally, physically and emotionally strong versus small. In this episode, we discuss Emma's experience dancing with diet culture and healing her relationship with food, movement, and her body. You'll hear we're both super passionate haters of anyone and anything that insists you have to shrink to be fulfilled, happy, or healthy. It was such an honor to have Emma on the show, and I know that you will feel so refreshed and empowered following hearing what she has to share. My favorite takeaway from this pod is that nothing is healthy if it takes away your health. Not kale, not lemon water, not green juice, nothing. Ha, take that, die culture. <laughs> you can find Emma over on Instagram at Emma Clark underscore nutrition or her very own podcast, Fuel to Thrive, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, given the nature of this podcast, I am going to give you a trigger warning here because Emma and I do discuss orthorexia and eating disorders in general. So if that's likely to impede your peace in any capacity, please feel free to click away now and to protect your serenity. I will also, of course, leave links to support systems in the show notes below should this episode bring anything up for you. Now, without further ado, here is the fabulous, the inspiring, the amazing Emma. Welcome, Emma. It is literally a dream come true to have you on the podcast. Can't even believe I'm talking to you. It's, um, (laughs) It's a beautiful moment. Would you like to introduce yourself? Okay, so I'm Emma. I am... 22 years old and currently I am actually an accredited sports nutritionist my 16 year old self can't even believe that because I've been wanting to do this since I was 16 so yeah I studied in university uh, when did I start 2018 um, online because I couldn't really go you know away and study so I decided to do it online got my bachelor of food nutrition and then just recently as well I did an extra certificate in applied sports nutrition and then also I'm studying my certificate three in sport and fitness to become a personal trainer so there's a lot going on at the moment I have my own business at the moment yeah yeah you're just doing a couple of things there aren't you Emma like you just just a couple couple. yeah Yeah. (laughs) also you're like absolutely kicking goals at the moment I'm so proud and I feel like I've watched you like grow up like as well like I know it's so cool I can't believe like I, the growth the growth is just insane at the moment I yeah 
I'm proud of myself, honestly. <laughs> I, I am proud of you. Everything that you do, it's like you've just like blossomed. And yeah. it's, it's such an honor to have seen that. Feels so, good. You're nailing it. <laughs> yeah. Do you start by giving us like a little bit of a like history about, you know, you, where, where did like Emma come to be? You know, what are you doing now? What's a little bit of your health journey? Like, take us okay. back. So <laughs> I think, I think it kind of all started when I decided to go vegan for the very first time and that was in 2018 and honestly like from there I think that's just where everything's just stemmed from right I I kind of went vegan because I thought it was the quote-unquote healthiest thing to do at the time right I was seeing all these girls on YouTube like portraying this diet and I was like oh my god like I I don't eat like this this must be the best way to be healthy right and I wanted to be like the healthiest person out there, which is, I don't know why. Like, why did I want to make this like a competition? Like, why did I want to be the most healthiest person out there? And I thought, okay, like being on a vegan diet must be the healthiest way. So I did, right? And honestly, I just, I went, I was vegan for about what, two and a bit years and that sort of stuff. And I started like sharing my food and that sort of stuff on Instagram. And then all of a sudden out of complete nowhere that just gained traction, you know, attracted you somehow and that sort of stuff and um, started YouTube. And then that just blew up insanely as well, posting videos on my food and that sort of stuff. Um, And then I would say late 2019, early 2020 was when my relationship with food kind of just started to kind of hit the wall a little bit like I don't it was kind of a blur honestly like I again was looking for ways in which I could be the most healthiest person out there and I thought I wasn't doing enough like I was like okay like I kept seeing these other girls comparison that's going to be the main thing here I kept comparing myself to like these girls who were like eating way healthier than me and I was like okay I need to do like way better so I ended up just taking it to the extreme basically I thought well you know what I portrayed and everything like that I thought it was like healthy and balanced but it just got way too far I just started cutting out like all of the foods that I would normally enjoy and that sort of stuff and you know I became heavily engrossed in exercise like I just increased the exercise because again I was comparing myself to these other girls and thought I wasn't doing enough so I was like you know what I'm just going to do one up and just exercise more than I have right and not taking into account that I actually needed to eat more and that sort of stuff um and then just disordered behaviors and habits and thinking just came about and I was just yeah I lost weight you know it I the weight is not like the biggest factor for me it was the mental effects like the mental aspects were way worse than the physical aspects and it just got way out of hand from like I would say March 2020 to like like August 2020 and that's when I was like okay like something's not right like I keep thinking about food all the time I'm consumed by food and like I'm exercising and like I get really 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 stressed when I'm like exercising and if I have to take a break right I would never 
ever take a break from exercise and yeah I was just like okay and also I lost my period at the same time I was like oh that's at the time I was like yay like no period I was like but now it's like mm -mm, no red flag red flag red flag so I was just like okay I need to do something about it and so I honestly should have like I was never like diagnosed I'll say this I was never diagnosed medically like with any form of eating disorder and that sort of stuff but it was clearly orthorexia like it was definitely that but again I can't really say oh I had orthorexia because I wasn't clinically diagnosed right but you know I just started I was I started eating more I cut out exercise completely and you know and within three months I like got my period back I gained a lot of weight so rapidly I had extreme hunger like extreme hunger for the first like two weeks it was insane I like kept eating and eating I was like um like when are you gonna stop like why am I like so hungry all the time but it's a side effect from restriction right and so you know you know from October 2020 from then I felt fine I was like okay cool like you know my relationship with food is strong again like I'm seeing food for what it truly is my relationship with exercise is better now because I took that break right and you know it was fine right and then my I guess you could say it started to go downhill again unfortunately um when I actually got a new job promotion um late last year around August late last year and it was a complete lifestyle change for me like complete lifestyle I was moving into nine to five work and again I kind of just fell back into my old habits right I started restricting my food again become really consciously aware of what I was putting in my body and like I studied nutrition right you would think that I would know all of this right but somehow I just still fell victim to it and I increased my exercise extremely like it was insane like yeah I don't even want to describe it like twice a day full intense like I don't know if that's like too triggering or whatever but like it was really intense and I look like I was fading away basically like I look at pictures of myself from what seven months ago and I was literally like destroying myself like she looked she looked like she was like malnourished and she was she was just she was lost and she was confused and she was just burning herself to the ground basically like way like and the job I think didn't really help as well because I wasn't actually allowing myself to have like enough time to eat throughout the day and I was just like using it as an excuse to be like oh you know I just don't have enough time to eat and just I thought I was living but that's what your brain tells you when it's like malnourished and going through this stuff and that and um yeah I, I wasn't living so in March of this year and stuff like that I was just I've, I've been on the mission now to like get better and start thriving again and I feel now like I'm at a place where like I am the most healthiest most happiest thriving person I've been at the moment like and like I'm not 
on a restrictive diet anymore. Like I'm not vegan because again, I wanted to allow myself to have that freedom of all foods, right? And I I can't go back to a diet that actually restrict was restrictive because I don't want to go back to that. Like I don't want to restrict myself. I want complete freedom. So I think that's a sum up. I don't know if it was too long for you, Imogen. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was amazing. That was perfect. And it's like yeah. the whole picture. And you said at the beginning, I don't like understand why I wanted to like eat the healthiest. I don't think that that's a you issue. Like I think that yeah. that is a like really society like given to you issue. Like, I mean, we like as a society, we attribute this moral value to eating like quote unquote clean and being healthy. Yeah. And there was like this, yeah, like there's this moral superiority to people that are eat clean and are thin and exercise, and yeah, it's frowned upon to be things anything that isn't that. And so I think that it's no wonder you got the message that it was good to be. And I got praised for it as well. Exactly, I was heavily praised because oh look, Emma's eating healthy, and like people would be like, oh, I wish I can eat like you and that sort of stuff, and it made me feel like it made me feel the moment just like you know stop commenting on what I'm eating but at the same time it kind of fueled that it kind of fueled like oh maybe I'm doing like better than everyone else let's keep going so I don't know no it's really confusing to have like disordered habits reinforced externally right because you're like well am I doing the right thing am I going to be loved more like this am I liked more like this I'm Mm. really confused because I'm killing myself to do this but it's getting praise so like what the hell yeah it's so weird it's it's twisted Mm. well is there like this kind of dawn on you moment at any like point during all of this where you were like okay this actually isn't healthy like I don't care how clean I'm eating or etc etc like something's wrong here probably when you know I lost my period right when I didn't have a period for three months back in 2020 and I kind of just like brushed it off to the side but then I started to realize like hold up like and I started looking deeper into like the long-term health consequences of not having a period and just you know looking up like okay like why am I feeling like this and just realizing like oh like this isn't normal it's not normal to not have your period and I realized that my under eating and my over exercising was the cause of that and I knew straight away I was like okay I need to do something about this because I don't want brittle bones when I'm like 40 years old or even 30 years old. And I don't want to, like, I want to live an experience life. I don't want to like, you know, have my brain and all of that sort of stuff be so consumed by food and exercise all the damn time. Like there's more to life than that. Right. And, you know, I wasn't truly living because all I was thinking about was food, exercise, when my next meal would be. And then always worried about, you know, what was in food I mean part of it is because like I kind of know because I study nutrition and I know unfortunately what is in basically every single food now right so it's kind of hard to switch it off and just be like okay like listen to my body and just eat what I want to eat basically so yeah just realizing like it's not normal to be so low in energy all the time it's not normal to not have my period it's not normal to constantly think about food and that's when I made the change right started you know bettering myself and helping myself yeah right because you can be told like oh yeah this is a healthy lifestyle you're eating quote unquote clean which I think is like not actually a thing right like if no 
That's just mm-hmm. the, that is just diet culture wrapping up, like disseminating uh, in a nice little bubble. Bob, yeah. yeah, right. And like, <laughs> ooh, ooh. and then it's so true. Like you step back and you realize, like, look at all the things that I'm sacrificing. Yes. To, like maintain this level of health that's actually not healthy at all. It's killing. Me I slowly. know. And you get to like a certain like body image type that's praised, right? It's like, oh look, I'm like quote unquote shredded, fit, and that sort of stuff, right? You put all this work into that you're not even happy when you get to that stage at the end. When I got to that stage, I was like, I'm feeling worse than I ever have. Like I'm feeling low. I'm feeling like depressed almost. Like this isn't making me feeling happy. And I thought it did, right? Doing all this, you know, extravagant, time-consuming, like life-taking away things. It's like, um, you know, this is actually not what I thought it was meant to be, right? Yeah, you're like, oh, my goodness, I thought shrinking would be like, a catalyst for happiness but it's actually just made me really sick and miserable exactly yeah. exactly right mm-hmm. I totally get that and yeah. what was I like what are some of the behaviors that you started doing like what did you how did you change to reclaim your health and everything what did I change hmm well like I said I in order for me to actually like you know find like happiness and like a good develop a really good relationship with exercise again I made the big decision at the time, it was a really big one, to just stop it altogether, right? Because I wanted to exercise for the pure reasons, for, you know, to celebrate my body, right? To, you know, see how strong I am, all of that sort of stuff. And so I just stopped it completely altogether and start like, once I actually regained my period and my health started to increase and that sort of stuff, right? I started to slowly increase it and I started to exercise in ways that I actually liked, right? Not the ways that, you know, society says, oh, do this, do this, do this, like in ways that I actually enjoy that make me happy. And then with the food as well, stepping away from the vegan diet because I wanted to experience food freedom. I wanted to eat all foods. And at the end of the day, like I wasn't vegan for the right reasons I wasn't vegan because of the ethical reasons and I praise those who are vegan for the ethical reasons and I wish I could be but like with all my history and that sort of stuff right like I, I just can't anymore and I never really announced it also because a lot of people would like followed me because I was on the vegan diet and then I still get questions to the day like why aren't you vegan and that sort of stuff? And I, I don't want to explain it because at the end of the day, it's like my choice and that sort of stuff, right? Doesn't impact anyone else. I'm doing it for my health. And so like, yeah, I stopped being vegan and started including all foods, stepped away from um, like really monitoring and tracking my food because I actually ended up doing that as well, which sucked. But um, yeah, just relearning behaviors and stuff like that. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, to how like get back to a place of health. You have to do all the things that like not only your head, which at this point is like not healthy. It was right? uncomfortable. Oh, you right? had to say the very least, hey. Mm, very go, uncomfortable. Yeah. You go against all these like urges and compulsions, but you also have to go against what like the our greater world and you know, the people that we surround ourselves with. We go against what they teach us and what society teaches us is healthy. And it's like it's uncomfortable on all levels, all levels possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uncomfortable physically, like environmentally, emotionally, like ugh. everything. Yeah, I totally yeah. get that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, like when you said before, okay, I listened to, a, I'm going to give everyone, so Emma, for like 
everyone who doesn't know, has a podcast of her own. I've just started it, yes. Just started it. And your your first episode, you spoke about how you had to relearn how to eat cake on your 21st birthday. Oh, yes. Can you tell us what that was like? Okay, so around that time, it was August 2020. Um, it was my 21st birthday in August, right? And I remember I was just like in the beginning stages of like relearning how to eat properly again. I wasn't exercising. You know, I had some time off work to tr- like fully heal and that sort of stuff, right? And I remember like just sitting there, like trying to like relearn how to eat chocolate cake again and fully be in the moment and, you know, experience it without guilt or shame and that sort of stuff. And yeah, that's just, that's, that's always going to stick with me now. Like the fact that I had to relearn how to eat cake on my 21st birthday when most 21st, 21 year olds are out there having a great time. But meanwhile, I was just like eating cake, you know? Yeah. Isn't it ironic? Like I get it. Like we, so many of us, like I definitely as well went into this, like I fell into the traps of an eating disorder thinking I was Mm. learning to be healthy, but like in the end, at like the end of the day, I had to relearn all the things that I taught myself to not do in order to be actually healthy. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh yeah. Living a healthy lifestyle. Like I'll eat really quote unquote healthy I'll exercise and that will just lead me to happiness and health and then at the end of the day like after all of that the thing that actually got me to happiness and health was doing everything that I I stopped doing I stopped eating things that I loved I had to relearn how to do that I started I stopped doing exercise that I didn't enjoy um Mm. and for me like I there's not actually a lot of exercise like rigorous you know, hit workouts aren't my thing. Like going to the gym isn't necessarily my thing. Yeah. The movement that brings me joy. Like I really enjoy going for walks with my dog. I really enjoy roller skating. I really enjoy going for mm-hmm. in the ocean. And it's like dancing around in my bedroom to music. They can also be forms of movement, right? That exactly. Are actually, yeah. Like we don't have to label it exercise. Like we're still moving our body. We're still having fun. And like I grew so much more from learning how to live a lifestyle that was actually fun than learning to like have a regimented lifestyle that was quote unquote healthy or yeah. supposed to be anyway mm. no, I mean it's not really a healthy lifestyle if it takes away your health so <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it's not like wow that is <laughs> that's mind-boggling right there we need to like put that on a plaque somewhere please <laughs> <laughs> sounds good I'll this make is... some up contact yeah, some people <laughs> yeah it's all right we'll get We'll absolutely get our we'll get our managers onto this, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you think like societies and preoccupation with health and everything? Do you think that kind of stopped you from being able to step back and recognize that you were like had orthorexic tendencies and like you were getting unwell? Yes, like because I was constantly like looking at other people, comparing myself to other people, and just seeing how you know they were trying it as healthy, right? I was naive. I fell into the trap thinking, oh, that's healthy, right? And like I said, like I studied nutrition, you would think, you know, no, that's actually not healthy. But again, you kind of just fall into it and you just get consumed and influenced. I guess they're called influencers for a reason, right? (laughs) But like, you know, it's so hard these days. And I feel so, so bad for like all these young girls and boys out there who are just falling victim like I did and that sort of stuff to misinformation to you know just unrealistic standards set by society nowadays right totally insane 
unrealistic standards and we just have so many avenues of gaining information that doesn't have a lot of like actual scientific backing behind it like so many like you said like influences that don't have any kind of credentials or any kind of Mm -hmm. reason to be giving out information but they are anyway and people we we take that information like it's fact all the time like we don't know where a lot of these rules are coming from like whoever said drinking greens was like the way you detox your body like come like the amount of people I'm seeing at the moment doing that I'm just like yeah (laughs) it's like so bad it's just like eat your fruits and vegetables you don't need to spend like x amount of dollars on a tub that's like what 10 grams of expensive greens when you just can eat your fruits and vegetables it's insane yeah or um one of my personal favorites at the moment um is that uh, it's like an internal shower where you drink chia seeds chia seeds yeah oh my goodness like what is the world coming to it's so funny but so annoying it's so toxic but it's like come on world yeah what is these crazy things and the thing is like people are drawn to these crazy things because they can't believe like oh my god it's actually going to work right because it's like so out there all these things that seem like impossible to work is what's drawing people to them that's why they go drink this internal shower that's why they're drinking their greens have lemon water all of this sort of stuff and you know, they're led to believe that it's actually going to make them healthier, going to cure your digestive problems and all of that crap. And like, what I like to say is if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, right? Right. Mm. And at the end of the day, how important is it that you detox your body? Like, what does it, at the end of the day, what does that give you? Like, you're not a better person. Your health status probably hasn't changed at all. Um, You've, got organs that actually do that themselves so I don't know why we'd need to override that anyway but like Mm. what are we achieving here yeah exactly like that lemon water that internal shower is like what a waste of time just yeah you do if you get to the bottom of it it all just like kind of comes down to like the idea that being smaller and being you know you know that's better and that's like morally superior and like to live a life that's like truly worth living you should just be small and like if you're trying to like shrink yourself and if you're restricting yourself you're you're restricting your life you're you're not allowing yourself to fully experience life right you're depriving yourself from living life to the absolute fullest by shrinking yourself depriving yourself you know restricting yourself right and I learned that like you know when I was on a mission to shrink myself my life got smaller and smaller and smaller right all these opportunities all the things I could do were just fading away because I was so solely focused on you know trying to quote-unquote be healthier and shrink myself and once you actually shift that mindset do a, you know 180 on it and actually like eat to get stronger and like exercise for the right reasons and just you know you know eat in a way to fuel and perform and thrive in all areas of life it's just like wow you just realize like how much of life you've truly been missing out and that's something that I'm at the moment like really discovering I'm like whoa like where the hell have I been like what the hell like I've missed out on so much of life because I was you know spending all this time trying to fit myself into a mold of this unrealistic mold it's so sad isn't it when you step back and realize like yeah I missed everything in order to be small like that's it I missed every opportunity experiences hanging out with friends you know partaking in 
you know, like gatherings and food is so much more than just fuel, right? So like, oh, exactly. You miss out on everything. It's I even like I remember really when I was unwell, I would um kind of can try and convince myself that I wasn't missing out right by not partaking in like the eating part of life. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean like like Christmas is not the same. Um, birthdays yeah. not the same. You're going out with your friends, well, not the same if you have eating an eating disorder. Like it robs yeah. you of everything, and you convince yourself of, of otherwise. But when you enter recovery and you realize, oh my goodness. I was missing out on everything that makes life worth living. It's kind of like shocking how long, like how you managed to convince yourself for so long. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And you thought you were truly living at the time, but when you take a step back and zoom out, you realize you were not at all. No. You mentioned before, like the mental side effects of everything that like your eating disorder led to. What was, what was that like to live out every day? Like, I've just been so consumed by it, right? I started to get, like, really anxious and I couldn't figure out why. And, you know, doing certain things brought about anxiety and that sort of stuff, particularly with food, particularly with exercise. Like, if my family were to go away or if we are doing something different this day, again, like, I consider myself, like, a very regimental structured type of person. I've always kind of been like that. I'm kind of trying to step away from that at the moment. But if something was out of line, I would just freak out. And if something was different and that sort of stuff, I would just freak out. And, yeah, I was just, again, like so consumed with food all the time that I couldn't focus on my uni um, because I was studying at the time when this actually started to really come about. And I couldn't go to work without thinking about, food I remember actually there was one time at work and it was my brother's birthday and we were meant to have cake and the entire work shift I could not stop thinking about this cake I was going to eat right because deep down I knew I wanted to eat this slice of cake but I was convincing myself like okay Emma you know you've got to eat this cake it's it's fine you know everything's gonna be fine and then like oh my god it was so bad just so bad so much anxiety and fear that's it fear of the unknown and that sort of stuff. It was just like I wanted that control and, yeah. It started controlling you. Yep, that's it. No, I get that. Oh, my goodness, the exhaustion of being, thinking about food all the time. Like I wanted to, I'm sorry, this sounds extreme, but I wanted to slam my head on a wall. Like I was like, shut up, brain. I don't want to think about food anymore. Like, Yeah. I remember sitting and trying to study when I was like malnourished and not eating enough for my body. And like, yeah. I would look at a page and I would try and absorb the information and it just, nothing would happen. I couldn't think mm. of anything that yeah. wasn't like food, weight and my body. And also mm. something that I really noticed that I think you mentioned before is like the level of like just physiological anxiety that you're feeling for no apparent reason when you're yeah. not eating enough is through the yeah. roof. Oh my God. It was insane. And I didn't even think it was correlated to me not eating enough. I thought it was because like, oh, maybe I'm actually like anxious for other reasons. But once I started eating more and nourishing myself, that anxiety just was, it was gone. And it just made me realize like, oh, okay. Like (laughs) your body just does weird things when it's malnourished and trying to tell you like, hey, we need food. Like literally like one of even my, like one of my warning signs now, like hunger shows up differently for for everyone right like 
you don't necessarily have to have a growling stomach to be hungry Mm. for me I know that I'm hungry if like one I'm thinking about food that's my first thing I'm like I don't think about the toilet until I need to use the toilet so if I'm thinking about food I must need some food but also I'm like if I'm going out for the day and you know we've been walking around the shops for a couple of hours or something and I just start feeling anxious I'm like I need to get some food into me like this is my sign and it's funny isn't it and I like Mm. spent so long just thinking I was like permanently anxious when really I was just hungry (laughs) yeah and it's the same with you constantly thinking about food you know we're kind of led to believe oh that's normal but it's actually your body telling you like hey we actually need more food right that's why you constantly have those thoughts in your brain about food because your body's trying to tell you like we need food okay Exactly. It's not, it's not like just like thinking about food for fun. Like, yeah, I'm not doing it for fun. You know, I mean, it's normal to think about food, but not to the extreme of like it consuming you 24 seven. Yeah. And it's probably, yeah, not normal to be mentally building sandwiches in your head all day or thinking about that piece of cake you might have to eat later in the day. If like yeah. that's happening, then maybe you do need to step back and evaluate what's happening, you know? Exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> um, what is your relationship with food in your body like now? How would you explain that? Well, I don't have these consuming thoughts about food and it's so refreshing. It's like you can actually get on with your day, like right now, getting on with my business and that sort of stuff. And just if I'm hungry, I'll just go eat now. I don't overcomplicate it. I listen to my body. I know now what to eat, like with my nutrition studies and that sort of stuff. Like I'm finally just, you know, taking it all in being like okay look you need to eat properly now and just like kind of just listening to my body really and just being like not you know not restricting myself from food I'm not on a diet a restrictive diet and yeah I'm just I'm in a really good place at the moment it's it's really 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 good yeah (laughs) I'm so happy to hear that I also I really get like having to stray from veganism because I was the same I was vegan for a while and then I had to step back and be like I'm gonna heal my relationship with my food I I cannot do it with you know restrictions in place you know exactly yeah you know and it's like it's impossible mm -hmm. and yeah like I said like a lot of people were like because I had my Instagram account and I was sharing all these foods and all of that sort of stuff like they were attracted to me because I was vegan. So when I wasn't vegan, I like the fact that I had to like, well, I didn't tell anyone, right? The fact that I was steering away from veganism is going to make a lot of people question like, oh, what the hell is she doing? Because I would like go on about like how great the diet is, blah, 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 blah. show these awesome foods and then next minute I'm not even vegan and i am just got all these problems and that sort of stuff and just fall off the face of the earth basically. And, um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's it's really kind of challenging to be like, okay, I'm I'm not vegan anymore because I'm it's not suitable for my health anymore. It's not gonna help me get to a place where I wanna be with food. And that diet, the vegan diet, was holding me back. So I knew I had to change and I knew I had to do something about it. So No, I absolutely get like get that. Like I do I understand that there are some people that can live a vegan lifestyle and not have their in their mental health or their physical health anyway impacted by it but and I respect them and I same but I just we have to like radically accept that we can't be those people right like at the end of the day Mm. our health legacy says no we're really prone to having 
you know, disordered relationships with food and becoming mentally unwell when we're restricting food. Um, mm. And so we have to do what's best for our health because we cannot, you can't look after the world and be passionate about ethicality if you're not in it, right? If- exactly, exactly, yeah. And there's so many, there's so many beautiful ways that you can help the planet and you can respect mm. ethicality without, you know, potentially harming your own mental health. Mm. Yeah, you can totally do- agree. Exactly. You can stop using your plastic bags. You can not use fast fashion. You can <laughs> not use plastic straws. Like there are so many ways that you can cut back on being, you know, potentially harmful to the planet and animals yeah. that aren't, aren't restricting your food. Mm-hmm. If you could like go back in time and tell like younger Emma anything about like food and her body and movement, what would you tell her? I would tell her a lot. Oh my god, let's just bring out the whole list right now. And um, so, <laughs> yeah, just like, give me a second while I have to flip through the pages. I, I would just tell her to stop comparing your eating, the way you move, your entire lifestyle to everyone you see on the internet, to just everyone in general. Like you are not them. Stop trying to be like them because you like you need to focus on yourself, right? Eat in a way that's enjoyable for you and exercise in a way that's enjoyable for you, right? And I would kind of also just, I don't know, like, yeah, just tell her to just stop comparing because I think that was the biggest driving factor for my disordered habits and relationship with food, right, was because I was constantly comparing myself and I wanted to make it a competition. Again, I would tell her it's not a competition to see who eats the most healthiest, okay? But that <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous. So, like, again, like, why did my brain, like, think, like, oh, eating the most healthiest, exercising the most, right, is going to make me superior because that's what I ultimately thought. But, like, no, that's not going to determine anything. In fact, it's just going to – it doesn't determine your worth, right, eating the most healthiest and that sort of stuff. So – Definitely, um, definitely those two points are the biggest things I would go and tell her. Absolutely. Is there something that you did to kind of reduce the amount of comparison that was in your life through all of this recovery? Um, stepping away from social media, like me just posting on social media and consuming it myself was a big thing that really helped. Just, yeah, taking a step back because, you know, when I was you know, posting on social media and all of that sort of stuff, engaging, I was more inclined to compare myself, right? And I eventually just unfollowed a lot of the people who triggered me, who actually led me to these disordered habits and behaviours and that sort of stuff. And now when I actually go and look at them, I'm just like, "Mm," like it just brings about that yucky, icky feeling because I know like what it did. So Definitely just taking a step back from social media and just really focusing on myself and not really caring about what others are doing. Yeah, I totally had to do that as well. I had to really go through and and do like a bit of a cleanse of who I followed. And yeah, there's some people that I genuinely love with my whole heart. And I think they're like some friends from high school or, you know, people that I've met along my life's journey. And there's some yeah. people that I have to mute on social media because no matter how much I love them, like I'm really prone to comparing myself to them and that makes me feel really shit and I have to prioritize feeling okay, right? And so sometimes it mm. means like 
no, I'm just eliminating this unnecessary comparison in my life. Once upon a time, we didn't have like access to random people's lives, like highlight reels. I know. It's like, okay, it's not serving me to see this. I'm going to mute. I'm going to unfollow. I'm going to look after myself. Yeah, it's only a highlight reel at the end of the day. People are only choosing to share what they want to share. It's not their entirety of their life. So Exactly. And you don't realise that in the moment when you're comparing yourself. You just feel like trash. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you'd say to someone that might be, you know, navigating the road to recovery from orthorexia and seeing food as good slash bad? You know, is there something that you'd say to them to kind of encourage them? I would just probably start to really redefine your relationship with food. How do you view food? Because, like, are you like, are you seeing food for what it truly is? What its real purpose, its real intention in our life, right? Are you coming from a place where you used to see food as the enemy? Were you like restricting yourself? Were you being afraid of it, right? Start to like think big and be like, okay, like, what is food actually serving in my life, right? It's fuel. It gives me energy, that sort of stuff. Without it, you wouldn't be here, right? So, you you know, your body's going to tell you otherwise, like, hey, we need more food. So, like, you need food regardless, right? But also, at the end of the day, like, food is also just more than fuel. And that's what I'm trying to, like, really preach to people and just, like, you know, share at the moment as well. Like, you know, it is important that we, you know, nourish our bodies and understand nutrition and that sort of stuff to feed ourselves to, you know, you know, support our bodies and organs and functions and systems. But like food goes way further than that, right? Like food is all about celebration, like memories, culture, like all of that sort of stuff. So just redefine, you know, how you view food in your life and understand its real value, its real purpose, its real intention. And that's something that I had to redefine myself and redefining your definition of health. Okay, because everyone's health, like everyone's definition of health is going to be completely different. So, yeah. No, I love that. And it's like, like you said before, something's not healthy if it makes you unhealthy. Yeah. It's not a healthy lifestyle if it's depriving yourself of your health or it's making your health worse. Whatever I said, I can't remember what I said now. (laughs) No, it's gold and like you've got it. Like it is totally not worth sacrificing everything that brings your life joy and energy to be small or to be like society's idea of healthy it's just it's not it I mean yeah the greatest mindset shift excuse me you'll ever do is you know shift from trying to get smaller to trying to get stronger and it's just like it's so empowering so much it's a confidence booster honestly literally and stronger can be like all kinds of stronger you know physically stronger mentally stronger like resilient like there's so many things that you can switch your mindset to be and it's so much like you said it's empowering and it's yeah it's actually exciting to kind of get on that endeavor rather than being like oh small like that just makes me feel sad and miserable and dread yeah. life which is not what life's about no because you're trying to fit into someone else's quote-unquote definition of healthy someone else's mold and it's just like not it just no not a vibe no tell us about no. what you're doing now tell us about your podcast and your business okay okay so I've just launched my own podcast. It is called Fuel to Thrive Podcast. Um, And on there, I just basically share more about my stories and experiences and certain topics and that sort of stuff to do with nutrition, health, lifestyle, and that sort of stuff. More about my own journey as well. So if you do want to learn more about my journey and that sort of stuff, 
Um, yeah, that's where I share most of it as well. And then at the moment, I've just launched my own nutrition coaching business. I'm, very, I'm at the very beginning stages. So I am now like actually taking clients one-on-one to help them with their nutrition, really just helping them to learn how they can actually use food to fuel their bodies to thrive and perform in all areas of their life. And yeah, hopefully I can really expand that in the future as well. Do some like group programs. I have like so much I want to do with this. It's insane, but that's what I'm currently working on. And also doing my PT so I can combine that. Um, I've got a lot on the plate. So <laughs> I love it. I feel like you've just like spun everything on its head. You know, you're like, no, I'm actually in, in charge here. I get to live the life of my dreams. And I'm going to also show other people how they can do it. That's literally what I've done. That is no joke what I've done. I'm, I've just had this you know brain thing you know this click in my brain being like yeah um actually I have control of my life let's just do this my way and start living it how I want to live and it's so I cannot believe I'm even like doing this right now it's still like and like oh my god is this a reality like you know if you really want to do something you can you you can do it believe you can and you will (laughs) and you're just like so much like you're bubbly and you finally it's like you're fulfilled and happy and you're living in alignment right finally it has taken a while. It's a hot process, isn't it? It is. Trying to find yourself, navigate yourself through all the all the crappy stuff in today's society. But, you know, tuning into yourself, aligning yourself with what you really value and what you really want to do, that's the ultimate success for, for you know, fulfillment and that sort of stuff. So it feels I good. That. I love that. You're stronger, not smaller, mm. you're stronger and you're you're, you're happy. I am incredibly. <laughs> so happy. Well, I will link everything, everything Emma related in the show notes below. I'll have your podcast, your business. I'll have your Instagram, everything yeah. in the show notes. Awesome. And people can contact you because I'm sure they're going to be like, oh my God, hell yes. It's about time we had somebody that is like refreshing and actually like there's science behind what you're, you know what I mean? Like you're preaching with like credentials, Queen. Like that is yes, with evidence, not just you know making some crap up. It's like okay, mm-hmm. here's this, and here's the reason why. You know exactly. I'm not a nutritionist that like only exists on Instagram. You know how you can call yourself a nutritionist without actually being one. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. But anyway, yeah, that's this. Yeah, it's the downside of calling yourself a nutritionist because someone can do like a random online course and be like okay I'm a nutritionist guys it's like what about the ones who've gone through uni for four years right I'm a mm. nutritionist and it's just like yeah you know that's that's how I'm kind of feeling at the moment because the term's kind of not regulated so it's like you know hey I've done all this study I paid the thirty thousand dollars of hex you know <laughs> yeah guys I've got the debt to prove it um. yeah I've got the debt to prove it you know <laughs> I am what I am I promise yeah. No, you're, you're authentic. You've got knowledge, Queen. I'm so glad. And I think people are just going to be drawn to that. And it's also like, you just, it's refreshing to have someone who can be like, actually, rules that dictate how you're supposed to live don't, don't fulfill you. Don't leave exactly. you feeling happy. Don't feel rewarded, not actually healthy. So thank you for like bringing realness, um, some authenticity into this space and being yourself. And like your lived experience is... Yeah so important because uh, I just feel like there's so much lived experience like gives to 
especially a relationship between a nutritionist and a client or a, exactly right having that yeah like, you've got that perspective of what it's like to be on the other side and like what mm. people you can show do. empathy right completely it's like I've been there before like I know what it feels like and I can help you navigate through it you know so we can it feels good <laughs> you are nailing it Thank you so much for being here and letting me pick your brain to pieces. I'm like fangirling. Thank you. I feel so honoured. That's the best. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Friday. Same to you.